Hello everybody and welcome to G-Wiz, your family-friendly podcast where we discuss D&D Onslaught, Dice Masters, Heroclix, and the other entertaining games made by WizKids. I'm WizDad, the Polka Dot Man. You can either run from me or defeat me. I will always be there, in your boosters, taking up that precious rare slot, waiting to hear that pained sigh as you see my face. So sorry I'm not that precious chase you wanted, but I'm here, ready to TK somebody for you. I'll be your guide for navigating the competitive and casual scenes of the WizKids Triforce of Gaming. It's HeroClix Friday, today is a mega episode in celebration of the release of the mega set Notorious. I'll be doing a like mega but abbreviated set review for Notorious, but before we jump into that, because that's going to be a majority of the episode, we still have to cover the WizKids Progress Report. Kowalski, Progress Report. We only have a few things to cover in today's Progress Report because, like I mentioned, most of the episode is going to be spent talking about the set review. Uh, first off, if you haven't heard, Notorious is out, finally. I know it felt like it came out earlier because of Worlds, but no, it came out this past Wednesday. Go to your local gaming store, see if they've got it in. Go ahead and buy some of the set. It is actually a great set, as you will hear shortly. I do want to clarify something that I uh, have since been corrected on since mo- uh, since Wednesday, Onslaught Wednesday. Uh, it appears that there will be a presence of WizKids at PAX Unlimited. Uh, it looks like there is most likely going to be a... Onslaught tournament, and I think there's even going to be one of their gems. You know, they're kind of doing the Chaos Emerald-looking things for uh, Onslaught. So it appears that that's happening at PAX Unlimited. Unfortunately, PAX is a little little too soon and uh, kind of at a bad time for me to go, so I won't be covering PAX Unlimited. I'll cover the results from it, but... Or unplugged. Why am I saying Unlimited? It's PAX Unplugged, <laughs> so I won't be making of that, but I believe that's in Philadelphia at December 1st, so if you're interested in playing in a Onslaught tournament, definitely check out PAX Unplugged. Finally, going over some of the solicits for the October, since October's right around the corner, uh, we still don't have a specific date listed for Wheels of Vengeance. I'm anticipating it's going to be closer to the end of October, closer to Halloween would be great. Uh, still... We have the Bag of Star fights at the Guardians of the Galaxy in November, and then the single figure displays in December, along with the Royal Flush Gang and the Cry for Blood monthly OP. Uh, keep in mind, there's a monthly OP in almost every month. Uh, yeah, there is one in every month these last three months. There's the Wakanda Forever organized play, there's the Spider Man one. Spider-Verse organized play, and then there's the Cry for Blood monthly OP. So don't get lost in that. We kind of think about sets, we've got Iconics, we've got all these other special releases. Those OP kits are still there, and they are coming with like good stuff in them. So uh, like we had one that had one of the uh, mystery cards in it recently, so do not miss out on that. And then in the top October, Death of Superman comes out October 11th. We have seen the cards for those. Um, I'll probably do an episode next week talking more about Iconics and going over each one that we have seen so far. Uh, Death of Superman is pretty good. There's some figures in there that are kind of interesting, like neat for meta purposes, but the 
scopes look great and the the um the dials are pretty good as well and then the starter set and the bag of spider-man come out the 18th of october so i don't remember what the bag of spider-man is i think that's just another one of those like pointing spider-man i don't know if we actually saw the dials for those so that's going to be it for the product report simple sweet i told you this is going to be a mega episode because we are jumping into the progress report or, uh, sorry we are jumping into fishing with wizdet where we will do the set review and it's i'm going through everything so uh let's jump to it get your gear little man we're going fishing and i mean now all right we're here it's time for the set review the way i'm going to do my set review because i will be doing a set review on clickstaff with daniel and jason but what i plan on doing on this is kind of making it a more abbreviated quick succinct and going over each figure but talking about modern pulp and casual and just talking about whether you want this figure because for me when i hear set reviews i want to know hey do i need to go out and get this figure or do i need to not waste my time because i am not a collector of hero clicks i get hero clicks that i think are playable and i play them and then when they're about to rotate i trade them unless i think they're good enough to stay in silver so i will be going over each figure giving a brief scenario of yes you should keep it and then i'll talk, once again talk about modern pulp and play so let's kick things off with the lex luther 001 i do think lex luther 001 has meta potential because of the fact that he has the orange lantern core keyword uh, we only have one other character that has that and that is um well shoot what's his name the guy that uh from batman team up he's like the only person that can use it oh goodness i'm blanking on it but either way uh, the fact that we have someone that can actually use another ring one that has not been used in a while uh is pretty good lara fleas is who i meant to say so it, it's good to have someone else because up till now it was just lara fleas and that orange lantern ring well it's not amazing because it is the plasticity one and stealing equipment type thing we do want all our rings out there they are by far going to be the most meta equipment so lex definitely has meta potential definitely has pulp potential even though he doesn't get the ring in pulp it's because he shares friend uh, because of master plan friendly characters that are adjacent to share keyword to have superman enemy superman enemy is very very good because you're just dishing out outwits everywhere so for 50 points lex is definitely someone you should pick up for modern and pulp and obviously for casual too he's he could be great for casual just assume if it's good for modern and pulp it's going to be good for casual superman 002 you could probably pass on superman 002 i don't think he's that great at 85 or 50 uh, for mo uh, for modern or pulp i think maybe for casual if you want to have a fun legion of super villains team with some of the other pieces here he could be fun but nah you could pass same is going to be true for Batman. Um, I know he's got cool things with the JLA. We just don't have enough JLA to really rectify doing that. And it's really only when he attacks. So it's going to be hard for him to get in position to attack a character and then not have shape changer super senses because he could just die very quickly. So you could probably pass on both. Um, he might be the closest one that you might do for Pulp at 40. 
but even then I'm kind of meh. So pretty much all the goons I am putting into one boat, uh, they are all very good. Um, there's some better than others, uh, but the fact that their 15-point dial does stuff, and when they die, something else can come in, I think they have meta potential, and I think they have definitely pulp potential, like a ton of pulp potential. Goon, G.O.O.N, is one of the better ones because it is a 15-point empower. Now, it does die incredibly quickly, but it does have Batman enemy, and it does have poison, plasticity, it's got the under underworld team ability, which... Underworld team ability is great. I think Goon will see more play in Pulp than Modern, but do not sleep on the Goons in Modern. I would still pick them up. I will say, though, you probably only need one set of Goons, maybe two. This is not a generic that you're going to need, like, 50 of them for. Uh, I think you're fine getting maybe a set of two. Manhunter 005 is... No, I, I don't like it. Um, you'd have to pay 90 points to get an additional one for free, and they're just not that great for 90 points. That's I get it. They have Sinestro Core, so 30 points for a, a Sinestro Core ring, but we get a... Hey, spoilers, we get a better one later. So, pass. Pass on the Manhunter. Court of Owls Assassin and League Assassin. I'll talk about both of those. 006-007. I don't mind them i am on the fence about whether the target and the whole assassin thing is going to be good enough for modern with how devastating modern is currently so i will definitely say court of vows assassin league assassin yes for pulp because it is commons so yes for pulp i think the target could be good for pulp because raz al ghul exists again spoilers but for modern i'm a little torn uh I could see someone pulling out a target team that would surprise some people, but I don't know if it's it's not really that upper tier, it's kind of that mixed tier where you really would have to know how the team works. I will say League Assassin, in my opinion, is better than Court of Owls Assassin, so take that with how you will. Um, you probably don't need a bunch of these, to be honest, um, just a couple each, because there are a few pieces that generate them, but... They're giving up points, and they're not honestly that difficult to kill. So, just something to keep in mind. Gorilla City Warriors Lagoon, an expendable goon. Um, keep it in mind. I will say Gorilla City Warriors probably one of the lesser ones, because it can come in and hit 11 for 3, sure. It is not one you probably start the game with. It is probably one that you bring in if you roll that 4 through 6. Same's true with Joker Goon. I don't think you play the Joker Goon. I think you bring him in with the Expendable Goon trait. But, once again, you still want them. You still want two of every Goon just to have. Gorilla Boss, no thank you. Not good in Modern. Not good in Pulp. And this is the 010 Gorilla Boss. I get that he makes Goons cool. He can, like, generate one. He can generate two if you're not first player. But then the rest of his dials just charge super strength and leadership. And then he gets worse. So, like, no thank you. Polar Bear is the one that you might start with. He could be pretty nasty with the charge and the the, the battle fury. It's, it's not bad. So, uh, definitely get Polar Bear. And then 012 Black Manta Goon. 
good also. A 15-point enhancement is nothing to sneeze at. Like, that's something, along with kind of the goon that I talked about earlier with 15-point power, 15-point enhancement is good. Like, absolutely. So you might actually want, like, three Black Manta goons just to have extra, but probably not. Bizarro is neat, but not playable. He, he's just not good in modern, and I really don't think he's good in pulp. Just not. The Riddler gun is okay. Like, he has Underworld team abilities, sidestep. So you can use him for that on your team if you need to. Uh, not that he's really going to be picking up, you know, two people. Uh, but, eh, you know, if he had that perplex on his 15-point click, he would be amazing. But still, once again, a goon, you want one. White Rabbit Goon gives Aunt May a run for his, her money because he has a 15-point support that also has mind control. Support, don't sleep on support. It's very good. You might not start with White Rabbit Goon because he does only have willpower, but it is something that maybe you bring him in to heal. Solomon Grundy is blah, blah, blah. Do not think about Solomon Grundy. Um... Potential might be there in Pulp if you're doing like a dolphin thing with Black Manta, which we'll talk to since he does have the dolphin symbol, but he's so slow, so probably not that great. Guardian Thunderer at 17, uh, absolutely meta, 100%, uh, simply because he is the cheapest. People will say, I hate when people say, well, he's a five-point figure, but they're saying that because he has the Sinestro keyword, so that means he gets a Sinestro ring for free. So 15 points minus the 10-point ring means he's a 5-point figure. Any a sidestep, fantastic. Absolutely should have one. He is the one goon you probably play outside of all the other goons. But he's also the one goon that you play and you just bring your bucket of goons in case he dies. A fantastic figure. Like, he's not easy to kill because he's that shape change. The fact that he could just get the free Sinestro Core ring is great. That means he just gets a he has Perplex, and he gets all the constructs. So fantastic, fantastic figure. He's definitely like one of the first AA top tier figures that we've seen. Scarecrow finishing out the commons at 18 is neat, but not good enough for modern or pulp. But neither for those. Um, I will say real quick back on Quarian Thunder, he is good for pulp as well even without the ring uh the sidestep pulse wave uh even at 50 points he's not bad for the running shot pulse wave perplex so just keep that in mind moving into the uncommons now like i said i'm trying to blow through this pretty fast because we'll talk a little bit more about the super rares and chases than we're spending on these uh omac pass on omac omac is not good it's kind of an interesting concept but you have to like other omacs have to die for this one to heal and they're pretty easy to kill i i don't see it omac prime uh so this won't be relevant for pulp omac prime is okay um he can use the displayed standard powers of adjacent opposing characters that's fine he has leadership but increase action total by plus two instead of plus one if at omac prime is on a theme team that's very interesting but his keywords aren't great uh, Brute Robot Spy and Project Cadmus. So, that that's okay. When an opposing character is KO'd by a friendly character with the robot keyword, after resolutions you may generate OMAC and then free KO an adjacent bystander. There's not a ton of bystanders. Um, 
I'm trying to think. I guess constructs, he could just yee the construct. Uh, the problem with Omek Prime is that, one, it takes a Prime slot. Two, his 100-point dial just feels like it's a little easy to take out. He is 11 for 5. So I would say he's probably not playable in Modern. It's a little close, but probably not. If you could get up there and get next to someone that has Super Sensor Shape Change, he definitely is going to have that added protection. But he just doesn't do enough at 100. But I could see someone doing something with that plus 2 to action total, right? With the theme teams. Brute is Brute. You could do stuff with Brute. Uh, I think you could still make that X-Men if I'm correct. So maybe something's there. But probably not. Riddler, number 20. Not great. Uh... It's cool, the whole outwit, and he could target opposing character that was targeted by Perplex and deal them one damage. That's neat, but not for the point cost. He doesn't really do much else. So pass on the Riddler for Modern and Pulp. Grodd at 75 points, I would say also pass. He doesn't do anything interesting enough for Modern and borderline not enough for Pulp. He does have the move animal keyword, but we still have Kazar, so Grodd is kind of meh at that point. Black Hand is interesting. I would keep, because of how strong Black Lanterns are going to be, I would keep, I would still get a Black Hand. Um, I think he, you probably do not try to play him on a Black Lantern keyword for Modern, but because he has Black Lanterns, I feel like you can't avoid him. So, definitely pick one up in Modern, maybe, with, uh, or sorry, in Pulp, maybe, with Necron, maybe, but it's real borderline. I, I would not say you need a Black Hand, but you want to be bad. He's an uncommon, probably not that hard to get. Lightning Lord... Lightning Lord is interesting, but probably not playable in Modern. Actually, he's definitely not playable in Modern. Maybe mo playable at in Pulp, but I would probably say not playable in Pulp. That's a long dial for 100 points. The Double Perplex is pretty nice, but I feel like you might go with some of the other two Legion of Super Villains, the, the other two ones that we'll get to. But um, he's someone to think about. Cyborgman, uh, definitely not in modern. 45 points for his dial is not good enough. Unless we get into a modern meta that has a ton of mind control. But I will say, keep him on your radar for pulp. He has pulp potential because I think Gotham City Underworld is a great keyword in modern and in pulp. But for because we have another figure later that's probably a better taxi for... Gotham City Underworld, you probably go with him, but I mean, I'll spoil it. Obviously, you have Kite Man, who is very good, but he's a super rare. So, Psy, probably not for modern, but probably for pulp. If you're playing a Gotham City Underworld team, which I think is one of the better ones in pulp right now, Cyborg Man should be on your list. Sinestro's okay. Sinestro can get the key of the ring for free. He has the Injustice League keyword, which is great. Um, that yellow ring, I will say this. 
Sinestro's not good for modern. He just dies too quickly. I would not say no to him potentially in pulp, just because that yellow ring trace can be nasty. I'll read it for you. Perplexed, but only to negatively modify combat values when a friendly character with Injustice League attacks an opposing character that has a negatively modified combat value. Their attack rolls of 10 and 11 are hits. So that ends up being huge. Because you roll a 10 or 11 or 12, not only is it a crit, but you remove a token because you have Injustice League. So the fact that he gives that to everyone with Injustice Core or Sinestro Core keyword it's good and team player can copy it also so maybe with pulp but not modern don't worry about it for modern brainiac is kind of a no for all the above uh, he's just not that great uh, yeah it's 30 points he has that outwit when he uses a targeted character that has impervious and chooses a defensive power modify the target's combat values by minus one into your next turn okay it is a protected outwit outwit so there may be something there with that in pulp definitely not modern and if it is in pulp it's at the 30 point line actually at 30 point line now that i'm looking at it leadership and he could use it from anyone that shares the keyword with him within range they're considered adjacent and that out outwittable non-out protected outwit outwit i could see him being played at 30 points and in pulp because one leadership is annoying i know you get Do dr strange is arguably the best one but for cosmic robot and scientists or in justice league he has team player outwit and leadership for 30 points it's not bad to be honest so I i'm warming up to brainiac gentleman ghost is interesting but no he is not great in pulp because you don't get equipment um, I get the whole adjacent opposing characters can't use attack powers or the effective equipment. So maybe at some point if attack powers get just obscene, then sure. But it, it isn't like this gets rid of flurry. It isn't like this gets rid of hypersonic. It just helps against precision strike and all of that. But 50 points for five clicks is a no-go. Harley is interesting. This is the 28 Harley. Um, Harley, I would say, is... First off, she's a keyword cheat of sorts. So that instantly puts her, for me, in the wheelhouse of modern and pulp. Keyword cheat is always going to be a possibility. Now, her keyword cheat isn't like the ones we've gotten before. Hers is simply, when establishing theme teams, Harley Quinn may choose a character that shares a keyword with her. That character gains Gotham City Underworld keyword. She has Arkham Asylum, Batman Family, Gotham City, Gotham City Underworld, Legion of Doom, Suicide Squad, and Scientist. It's only one generic keyword. <clears throat> Either way, though, that's a lot of figures. A lot of figures that already have Gotham City Underworld, to be real. But Scientist is the interesting one, especially as we get more figures. Like, that includes, like, Blue Marvel. That includes, um... There's a couple Batman, which you already get with Batman Family. So, for Pope absolutely she's great because also the bff gffs is really really good and if poison ivy rare which we're, we're gonna get to cracks the modern meta which i'm iffy on that she could see play there too because that bff gffs thing is actually really really good so for 50 points for seven clicks 
I, I wouldn't be opposed to her being played in modern. She is a million times more likely to be played in pulp. But if you have her for pulp, you should have her for modern. So just keep that in mind. Mirror Master, no thanks. 55 points. It's a cool concept of him popping out more stuff and harder to hit. But honestly, he doesn't do much with what he has currently. So if he had more damage or more capabilities that way, I'd be all game. Which I know you can get more Mirror Masters and get them on click 7. You have a bunch of enhancements. But that's too. that probably takes too long to set up, in my opinion. Star Fights are interesting. A little too expensive in my taste. But interesting. But I don't think I play them in Modern or Pulp. So I'll pass on the Star of Fight. And to be honest, I'm going to pass on Captain Cold as well. Interesting. Leadership. Cool. Great. Ice block terrain. Cool. Great. But that's it. You know, Captain Cold deals with the same thing that... Um, uh, what's it? Mr. Freeze deals with. And that is... He's kind of an in-cap in character. An in-cap character just doesn't do great unless there's some damage. There's, it's, there's not a ton of time for in-cap because there's a lot of willpower. There's a lot of power cosmic. There's a lot of leadership. It's hard to... I mean, you've got the MOE chases just with Mephisto just removing tokens when they keep going back and forth on the sidelines. So it's kind of hard to be thrilled with something like Captain Cold, especially even in Pulp. Zod is interesting only for pulp. Zod is not playable in, in modern. Only I only say that because he does decent damage, 12 for 4. Uh, invincible, Superman enemy. The Neo before Zod is interesting. Choose an opposing character with within 4 squares of light of fire. Both you and that character's controller roll 2d6. If the character chosen character is less than 90 points, probably is in pulp, increase your result by 2. If your result is higher, give him an action token. If you can't, deal them one unavoidable. Any way to give free damage, especially unavoidable damage, is great. So maybe in pulp. I'm leaning no because he could be outwitted and kind of just shot. But you know that that's a neat enough trait to where I, I'll I'll buy into it and say okay, let's let's try it. You know, pulp is a whole new world now in modern. Now that uh, sinister or I should say Moira's gone, Party Thor's gone, we've lost a lot of the big pieces. Uh, sure, we got Blue Marvel, Sinister still exists, uh, but Pulp is kind of new ground now. So that's it for the Uncommons. Hey, we're hitting the, around the 20-something mark, so not doing too bad, but I'll be talking a little bit more about these next figures, so let's get through this. Polkadot Man. I made a joke about it earlier in the intro. Polkadot Man... I don't think is that good for 40 points. He takes two hits to KO. Great. Um, that's not that hard to pull off, especially with a 17-16 defense. So don't look at Polkadot Man. He's funny, sure, but blah. And that goes for Modern and definitely for Pulp. Black Manta, though. I will say for Pulp, Black Manta definitely has potential because you have a bunch... You have Dolphin figures you can work with. You have the Black Manta goons who has solomon grundy um there's some older pieces you have the uh, aquaman from batman team up there's a lot you could potentially do with black manta because he helps he helps you basically give them additional attack damage or attack and damage him plus 
I keep debating about King Shark, and we'll get to him in a little bit. I just generally like Black Manta and Pulp. I don't think really in modern. I'm sure when a friendly his rampant piracy, when a friendly character with Dolphin hits a single equipped opposing character, they may choose to deal a maximum of one damage, and then if they do, they may equip an equipment equipped to that hit character, hit target. That's neat because that's map wide. That's why I'm kind of putting him on the whole maybe for modern. Um, because we're getting all these dolphin symbols, that really changes things up a bit, I feel like, in modern. Though modern is very close based with kind of still the prime spideys and the current silver surfers. So I guess that remains to be seen. Uh, just put Black Manta on your list for definitely pulp, maybe modern. The, sa the same cannot be said for Killer Croc, even though he has a dolphin symbol. Um, 90 points for what he does is not great. I do like the when placing characters during setup. If you're not first player, place them up to six squares from your starting area if you do generate four terrain markers anywhere on the map. That feels a little bit more risky because I don't know if that gets around first turn immunity. I don't think it does. I think he still gets it. But... He also is just a really long dial that could just be pen side through, and then he's not as good. Deadshot is interesting purely because of the target. If you're playing an assassin team in pulp, I feel like Deadshot goes on the team just because he can see through a lot of things. He's able to kind of get that eight range, which is really good. So Deadshot, yes for pulp, because I think that's where the assassin, the target teams will thrive. Maybe in modern, but probably not in modern. He does get kind of taken out very quickly. To play this Assassin's team, you're going to need this next figure, number 37A, uh, Ray Sal Ghoul. He has the target, but he's the one figure that can actually keep making target tokens. So basically, if you take out the target, he can give an opposing character a target token. And it doesn't say range. It says free. If no opposing character has a target token, give an opposing character a target token. And then friendly characters with the target trait treat that token as if it were generated. He can make League Assassins. Thank goodness, not the Court of Al Assassins. So, absolutely, 100% for Pulp. Once again, I am hesitant to say yes for Modern. I don't know about playability in Modern. But maybe. If you do play him in Modern, though, you definitely want the Race Al Ghul 37B. Or Raz Al Ghul. Sorry for those. Um... Basically, Ra's al Ghul 37B has the sideline active where all other friendly characters with Assassin keyword get modify attack plus one. That's great. And then if the rare one is KO'd, you can generate this one on click five and he is uh, he has immune. Which, once again, if something generates from something dying, they should almost always have immune, in my opinion. Uh, it stinks a majority of the time if you have that trait and they come up in their first attack of the game takes out your character and you're like well i don't want to bring in another one because they got two more attacks um, so the prime may be a modern that really depends on if assassin is good enough lincoln march is one you definitely want to um at least take a look at for the assassin team in pulp it does lincoln does have the whole leadership mastermind create the court of isles assassins which it's okay I don't know. Hypersonic is pretty good in Pulp. So, I would at least consider it. 
for pulp, not for modern though. Amanda Waller is definitely going to be modern potential. Definitely, uh, I would say modern potential depending on if you play any of those keywords. But you would want one just because she has the sideline active. At the beginning of your turn, if two or more friendly characters have shared a keyword with Amanda Waller were KO'd since your last turn, you could generate her from your sideline into your starting area on click one. She only has Arkham, Suicide Squad, uh, Politician, and Spy, so that's going to be a little difficult. Now, I feel like most of the Assassins have Spy, so maybe that'll work out. But you can... Um, she's borderline if you want to try to play her normally. She does have the golden leadership outwit Perplex, but it's only on one click. And then the Bomb Collars is kind of neat. So I could see her being used on a non-theme in Pulp just to get the leadership, the Perplex. I could see her being like, let's see, uh, how many of these have Spy on them? Yeah, there's not, there's honestly not a ton of spies out there or politicians. So she's borderline for me. I, I don't think you could go wrong in picking one up, but I don't know if she really makes the cut. I've already talked about Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze is just not great. Um, he's definitely better than Captain Cold because he actually does like additional damage. His in cap when you use it after resolutions deal each hit character damage equal to their action tokens. That's great. He has triple target. So you don't split that damage, you in-cap them, and then they deal damage. Great. The problem with Mr. Freeze is he always has invulnerable. Like, always. Like, so he's always easy to kill. Why not give him something better? Uh, I would like a good Mr. Freeze. It's been a while. So not bad by any means. Uh, maybe pulp potential, not modern potential, though. Strix is kind of blah, it's just an assassin. Doesn't really do much, so uh, you could probably pass on Strix for both Pulp and Modern. Maybe Pulp because of the target, but probably not. Talon is what may enable assassins in Modern. Talon being 41B, the prime. Talon has the target, has shape change, stealth, regen is free, is traded, awesome, 60 points. When a friendly character with assassin keyword attacks, opposing characters with the target token can't use defense powers. And then friendly characters with the Court of Owls keyword have safeguard opposing prob control. So if you're playing assassin, if assassin were ever to work in modern, Talon is a requirement. 100%. Playing Talon, playing race, uh, Ra's al Ghul, the rare, that's 140 so that's where I'm struggling with assassins. Um, it's a cool concept. Definitely, you know, take take it to your local. I don't know if it's modern. It's a fringe type piece. Cool piece, but a fringe type piece. Now we're back to our Legion of Superheroes. You know, we already talked about Lightning Lord. Uh, here's Saturn Queen. She is okay. At 170, 40, not 40. She's okay just because of the double prob. That could be really annoying. Definitely not modern, but maybe pulp. Maybe. But I, I would say probably not. Uh, same with goes with Cosmic King. The double outwit is neat. Now, I will say that destroy blocking and deal one penetrating to each opposing is interesting. 
uh, especially if they are uh, if he had that on his 40 point dial i'd be game but 170 like that's his attack power is not great so pass necron there is not much i need to say about necron right now but i will say 100 for modern because he is what enables black lanterns to heal he has the steel energy uh, well, he, he has the one rise free, generate a grave hindering marker within range and line of fire. Friendly characters with the Black Lantern core keywords occupying or adjacent to a friendly grave terrain marker may heal past their starting lines if healed by a character with the Black Lantern core keyword. And then he has the other one where if an opposing character is KO'd after resolutions heal a friendly character with a Black Lantern core keyword two clicks. He is a requirement for Black Lantern teams, which means he is going to be a staple in modern probably played at 40 points and then just heal up and he's gonna be pretty good in pulp you only have him and black hand available in uh ma and pulp but the fact that he can help black hand heal by like if they ko things there's potential there it's one of those rare cases where definitely for modern maybe not for pulp up next is arguably one of my favorite characters in this set. I don't know if it's arguable. I think she is my favorite character in this set, and that's Poison Ivy Rare. If you don't know anything about me, I am a bystander friend. I love bystanders. They are my favorite. I like figures that could generate bystanders. When WizKids made the ultimate decision on going more towards bystander generation surrounding around leadership um i cried because that's just a you know nine times out of ten i just don't hit that leadership and i don't get to make anything so when i saw rare poison ivy and it's now just back to a free action joy so much fun add on the fact that she has a long dial at 80 she's relatively hard to kill because she basically first time she would be ko'd instead turn to click nine ko any friendly bystanders uh, thorn vine bystanders and then healer a click so she kind of has a pseudo stop click great and she has the free bff gffs where make an attack target an opposing character that attack poison ivy or another friendly character with gotham city underworld since your last turn so she could do that for free and if it's a harley quinn she gets plus one attack or damage and she has batman enemy and she has empower she is fantastic at 80, 100% a pulp staple. If you're playing in pulp, you have to prepare for Poison Ivy. She is very good. Those Thorn Vines she makes for free is a eight attack, two damage. Doesn't sound great, right? But they have Batman enemy. So that means she shares, or whoever else with Batman enemy shares their attack value. She has an 11. They have Flurry and Exploit. And she has Empower, so she makes one right next to her. Those are Thorn Vines that are hitting 11 for 3 Flurry Exploit. And she makes Thorn Vines free. It's her attack power, so she could be outwitted. Free, generate a Thorn Vine bystander max 4 in a square within range of line of fire. So within 4 in line of fire, she can make one. Fantastic figure. She is what enables Gotham City Underworld to be as good as it's going to be in pulp i will say a figure coming up in super rares might make her good enough in modern i'm not sure maybe and she's not unique guys she's not unique just fyi 
Black Adam is next. Uh, I talked about him before in my sealed review. Black Adam is neat. I don't think Black Adam's good enough to be played in modern or in pulp. Well, I, I won't say not in pulp. He's a 200-point figure that's going to be relatively hard to kill. I could see him be played with something that could produce stuff from Mastermind. I don't hate it. Like, I don't. Pulse Wave was big, and Sinister before would have ruined someone like Black Adam, but with Sinister being a little bit more tied back, and Sinister, I think, just dying to him in one hit, I think. Five damage kill Sinister, potentially. Maybe with an outwit. There's potential for Black Adam in Pulp, not in Modern. Alright, so that's it for the rares. Let's jump into the super rares. That's it for Pulp. I'll probably do a later episode just talking about Pulp in general. But now let's talk about just Modern. We're into the super rares. Let's go. And unfortunately, a lot of the super rares aren't that great for Modern. Starting out with the Joker. Joker's interesting. It's got that weird dial again. I don't know why they like this little back and forth dial. He's okay for 60 points. The Smoke Cloud... He just doesn't do enough for me for modern, so I will pass. I know a lot of people are interested in the Jokester at 50 points. Uh, Perplex, Jokester can use Perplex up to three times a turn, but can't target the same character with it more than once. Okay. Then he has prop control when an opposing character re-rolls a roll or replaces a die in a roll. After resolution, gives that character an action token. If you can't, deal them one penetrating. That is why people like him, because um, his dial is... His dial isn't anything to write home about, that's for sure. But, you know, I, I can see why people like him for for um, that, that trait of his. I just don't think it's good enough. I think he could also just be blanked off the board. Because he is only six clicks long for 50 points. And no reducers. Just combat reflexes. Wonder Woman is meh not really that great it's a deep dial and she has a stock click sure so maybe at 100 points but it's a charge piece with blades claws and battle fury just not enough really there for me to be excited about the superman is a little bit of a different story 150 points the fact that he could reduce penetrating is great 150 points though you're gonna be hard to not get outwitted and at that point he could just get blanked he does have charge. Once per turn, when another friendly character is damaged by an attack after resolutions, you may place a Superman adjacent to the attacker. And he has immune. So that's good. So, like, he's getting there. And he has a leadership that, if he succeeds, instead of removing an action token, he gives his whole team plus one attack. That's all nice and good, but it's only a 12 quake for five. Like... That's fine, I guess, but you need more out of a 150-point piece. So you're probably passing on Superman. Two-Face at 50 points is interesting because that whole coin flip thing is interesting. I don't think it's interesting enough to try to play Two-Face or the Prime. I might be wrong. It really depends on how Gotham City Underworld does. If the Poison Ivy and the Harleys take off, maybe there's something there. But, you know, outside of that whole coin flip thing, he doesn't really do much. Like, he can get plus one combat values if you flip a coin or whatnot, but you could also flip him to his other side, and he doesn't do much at that point. So, it's, it's hard to say. He's one character that's really hard to gauge 
well. Now, Harley Quinn Super Rare absolutely is going to be meta 100% at 25 points if you build her right. And there's two reasons, well, multiple reasons. One, if you were her zombie hunting trait is awesome. If you were the first player, when opposing characters damaged by a friendly characters attack after resolution, steal that opposing character one unavoidable. If they're not KO'd, heal them one click. So it's a Justice Lord's ability that we saw previously back in Justice League, I think, the JLU. And uh, it's great. It gets around uh, Apocalypse stop clicks, that last stop click where you hit them to stop click, they take one and they die, right? doesn't work on stop clicks where they have multiple but it does if their last click is a stop click so that's great that's just free if you're first player the next one is the best part a unique modifier if an opponent's force has more characters than yours free uh, friendly characters modify attack and damage plus one just a map wide attack damage plus one just because they have more characters than you is great that means you have to be careful how you build because you don't want to build with probably more than four characters probably you want to keep it around three ish so she would go good with like a black adam or uh, some of the bigger beefy tent poles like maybe a dark side uh, maybe um shoot what were some of the other big tent poles that we've gotten recently she might fit on one of those teams and be successful on also 25 points she has empower and support you can't be mad at that she could die pretty quickly but she's 25 points and she has sidestep and underworld she's arguably the best harley we've gotten in years so definitely get one she's great her compatriot poison ivy though is not so great um not a huge fan she can make her terrain marker sure and when your friendly cares occupy it they get plus one defense if she's at 25 points she's not really worth it at 65 probably not worth it at 25 King Shark is interesting, uh, just because he has the whole hypersonic, if he occupies water, and he can kind of run up there and flurry as free instead of making an attack. That's neat. He is King Shark has always been one of those figures that has that kind of capabilities, but it is very niche. It is very hard to necessarily pull off, and you really have to think about if... It really depends on how you do with water. Point blank. I know that there is the... That Aquaman I mentioned before from Batman Team Up. Uh, and he also has a Team Up card, I believe, that might help with this. So with that Aquaman, Aquaman would give basically all the friendly characters that share a keyword uh, dolphin symbol. I don't think he shares a keyword with... Yeah, he doesn't share keyword with King Shark, so you wouldn't be able to do that because he doesn't have the ruler keyword, so never mind, scratch that. But either way, uh, that Aquaman does have King of the Sea, beginning of the game, generates seven water terrain markers anywhere on the map. So you might have to play with that Aquaman just to be able to enable more water terrain out there. But it depends if we ever get more terrain markers that have like big things of water, like I'm surprised we don't. We have some for elevated. We have other ones. Why don't we have like a big thing of water? Like a two by three of water. Camo. I actually kind of like camo less than I like King Shark. Uh, beginning of your turn. Like, so he, 
The thing with Camo, he has the trait at the beginning of your turn, generate a shark bystander, which is a charge blades shark. Free, choose a friendly bystander, move it up to its speed value. If the bystander has dolphin, it may make an attack. So it really only works with shark. Don't think we have any other bystanders that have dolphin. So maybe, but that really, King Shark and Camo really both fall into the meh field. Catwoman is an interesting piece. I played her in Team Worlds, and the problem I found with Catwoman is that she just doesn't do enough. She could go out there, tie things up. The cats are interesting, but with things that heal off, heal after KOing something, like Carna Silver Surfer and the Black Lantern chases, yeah, I'm a little hesitant to, on Catwoman, because popping out those cats is not a May effect. So popping out a cat and then it potentially just dying, because all it has is 16 super senses. I'm a little spooked by that. Uh, they're not autonomous. They are only a 7 attack, but they have Batman enemies, so they can obviously copy it from Catwoman, who also has Batman enemies. I think it really boils down to what are you giving Catwoman as equipment to make her useful. Is it a ring? Is it more one of the attack ones, like a bat belt or some of the super uh, Spider-Man equipment, what or a sword for that matter, to make her a little bit more interesting? Because right now, she is a hard to kill character. So just because of that, she's like a don't die piece. She's gonna be in the modern at some capacity. I just don't know how yet. Don't know how you play her. The penguin is also interesting. He also has politicians, so he might help enable that, um, enable Amanda Waller earlier. But once per turn, when a friendly character uses an expendable goon trait, you may reroll the d6. That's cool. And you get two free expendable goons on 15 if you're not the first player. That's cool also. He has leadership. What I like most, it might help enable him most, is his trick umbrellas free choose an effect for the penguin or an adjacent friendly character that's the key point to use until your next turn poison smoke cloud is free but only to generate three markers bleh blaze claws fangs precision strike now we're talking and then the second one energy explosion and knockback now we're talking so i can see the penguin being played in modern purely as a support i'm gonna dish out precision strike i'm gonna dish out knockback to my big punchy guy that's how i see this being played out that's still a maybe so maybe frank to plant plant yes he could take non-free actions after being carried that might be interesting like that might be interesting if you give him a ring he gets sent over and he drops takes a power action to drop a construct sure but we've got some figures that could do that for free so meh jervis tech not that interested chip thing is neat but not good enough same goes with toy man toy man is kind of neat but kind of not kite man you would only play kite man for the gotham city underworld thing um he is not bad for that he's not bad to kind of give your team if they're Gotham City Underworld Flight, if they're outdoors, that's great too. And he's not a bad charge piece. I will say giving the Mastermind it to Gotham City Underworld is key. So if you're playing a Gotham City Underworld team, 
you want to play him because he's got a long dial so he's not exactly easy to kill so yay if you if gotham city underworld cracks the modern metallo is i don't know man he doesn't do enough his two actual abilities happen when he's on his last click and he just explodes himself not that great pass on metallo unfortunately i would say also pass on golden glider the whole hypersonic thing using blades claws to target everyone is neat in concept but she also just dies very quickly and then finally robin king once again isn't that great um yeah isn't that great maybe with an assassin team in modern but even then i'm not really sold on it it's interesting but doesn't do enough all right let's talk about the chases this is the big part of the episode people want to know about um this probably isn't controversial but for those man i'm even a little afraid to say this because i don't want people rushing out to get them I will comfortably say I think Batman is arguably the best Black Lantern out of all of it. I know Superman is really, really good, but you gotta read Batman. You gotta read his ability. Free, generate a grave hindering terrain marker in Batman Square. If there's already a friendly grave marker in Batman Square, instead, place him into any other square with any friendly grave marker. Place him in to any other square with any friendly grave marker. That's not within range. It's not within line of fire. So that means basically you do kind of a conga line. You play mul multiple Batmans and you make a grave marker and then you sidestep that person out. You put this Batman in. And then he could just yeet him, and he tries to make a grave marker. Oh, there's already one in my square. I can get yeeted to a grave marker I made across the map with my Necron or my black hand. And so he just gets across the map instantly. When it's not your turn, lines of fire drawn to friendly characters through grave markers are blocked instead of hindered. That's great. He has flurry sidestep. Awesome. On And that's only on his 40-point dial. And then his outwit is neat. Outwit, when he uses it, he may instead choose to target all opposing characters occupying any friendly grave markers if he does choose a color instead of a power and they can't use the standard powers of the chosen color the key thing i will say about batman and this goes for all black lanterns that i'm about to talk about it is not as cut and dry as carnage silver surfer is yes they black lanterns can heal but we know they can heal above their starting click we know you could do scott porter make him a black lantern he has support he can heal him up it's easy we get it the thing people aren't thinking about because it's not as easy as you think it is is they're not thinking about these grave terrain markers this is not a pick up and play easily team yes you can have success with it if you do that black lanterns require practice to figure out placement of these hinder grave hindering markers figuring out who places what because all their abilities rely on it all their good abilities rely on having these grave markers so placement with them how to put them out for batman to be enabled how to put them next to someone for them to be able to heal there's a lot to that so just keep that in mind as i'm going through these black lanterns that they're cool you want to run out and get them absolutely 
but keep in mind it's not as easy as you think it's not just i'm gonna play him down let's go you gotta think about placement with terrain markers because goodness knows when you're in a high competitive game and you're sitting across from your opponent and you start throwing out grave mar markers haphazardly and then you realize two you know two steps later after you've done some stuff you misplaced your opponent's not just gonna let you take it back they shouldn't to be honest they should if you you know you put it down and you're like oops i'm at this square like if nothing had been done sure but if you place them down whooped across the map and misplace where you're gonna put them sorry you know that you gotta accept that your opponent may not let you do that so be very mindful of that for the team batman insanely good definitely pick up a batman maybe multiple superman still very good i still think superman give him galactus to give the outwit protection heal him up send him out to go send him away like his kryptonian parents had to and let him go smash things the real question is going to be the other black lantern chases how playable are those we'll start with wonder woman um she helps you generate when she hits someone she helps generate terrain markers that's great she gets better super senses when they're attacked by someone with a grave terrain marker and she has steel energy and she deals penetrating to opposing characters occupying friendly grave markers that's all great but she's still a charge piece 11 for 4 she doesn't have great movement so i'm probably passing on the wonder woman you really can't pass on like a hundred percent pass on these black lantern chases so it's not as if you shouldn't get one I just don't really think she's going to be meta potential. Aquaman, probably similar for Aquaman. Clear scores adjacent to any friend, uh, friendly grave terrain marker are considered water terrain. And then you can generate a grave hindering terrain marker into a score of water within four. So he can help you grow your like grave creep, your grave terrain markers. Uh, but... His other abilities don't do a ton. Like, sure, he has Impervious, and if he occupies water, it gets better. But he doesn't really get that much better when he heals. And I mentioned this before in my Sealed episode. These figures don't, honestly, outside of Superman, get a ton better when they're healed. Batman actually gets worse when he heals because he gets up to just charge Precision Strike. He loses the flurry sidestep. Now, he gets harder to kill because more obviously but it's not as if he gets all these new abilities same with wonder woman she goes from combat super senses to impervious cool she hits 13 for five if she heals up great but she's still a four charge so just keep that in mind same with aquaman he actually does not get better at all he, he can move a little bit more a little bit more attack a little bit more damage but that's about it Martian Manhunter is probably one of the borderline ones. Size up stealth when he's attacked after resolutions move him too. He has the pen size steel energy hole dial for close and range. Uh, steel energy for close and range, not pen size for close. He does have that unique range where he can make a range attack. Hit characters not occupying any friendly grave markers take it one damage. And then after resolutions move a hit character up to four squares and generate a grave hindering terrain marker into their square. That's kind of neat. Helps enable some other pieces. Uh, so cool. So you can reasonably get him. He could use that with running shot. So running shot three, hit five away. So kind of a eight range, 
hit someone, do a grave marker, there goes Wonder Woman to deal penetrating damage. Cool. Uh, he does get better when he heals because of his shape change. When he uses it, he gets a succeeds. After resolution, steal the attacker damage equal to the number of action tokens on him. Cool. So I would say Martian Manhunter is probably next up after Batman and Superman thus far. We've got two more to go through. He's definitely better than Wonder Woman and Aquaman. I will say that. Green Arrow is very interesting. Precision Strike, Steel Energy, use it close in range. When he attacks, his targets can't positively modify their de defensive value, so that's good. They can still replace, but they can't perplex it up. When he attacks, he may use Prob any number of times. For each use past the first, he may remove a friendly grave marker within four squares of that of the target for the game, or that use of Prob control has no effect. So, neat. This is once again playing into knowing how to play out your grave markers. He can use Blades Claws Fangs, but only for ranged attacks, and when he hits a single opposing character who is not occupying a friendly grave marker, given an action token engine, generate a grave hindering terrain marker. Blades Claws on range is very neat, especially since he only has two damage, until he heals up, and then he has three. So he might be on the same line as Martian Manhunter, but he's also pretty easy to kill, and he doesn't have multiple attacks or anything like that. Hal Jordan is... I'm probably putting Hal Jordan in the same class. It's like Batman top, Superman second, and then these last three, Martian Manhunter, Green Arrow, Hal Jordan, are kind of in the middle. They're both kind of okay. Because Hal gives you barrier to start with, um, a barrier that also generates a hindering terrain marker adjacent to one of the terrains, so that's great. So first turn, you can barrier around your team drops a terrain marker and that's when you start your support factory uh, friendly characters occupying a friendly grain uh, grave terrain marker can use willpower if they already can plus one to their role so that really enables batman a bit because he has willpower as his defensive power at 40 points he also has green lantern passenger eight keep that in mind so that's good and he heals up but he heals up and just loses that barrier energy shield deflection toughness and just gains invuln and then he just keeps his running shot pulse wave perplexed so he's not amazing the green lantern passenger is what probably makes it a little bit better but okay like it's just okay uh it's the one thing i will say kind of wrapping up the black lantern figures is keep in mind their healing potential keep in mind that their grave terrain markers does take something like it's not just easy to do the grave terrain markers you have to know their placement really well i will also say keep in mind that all of these characters are heralds we did get a sneak peek at wheels of vengeance where there are avatars of you know Konshu and arguably probably some for the other gods that they mentioned in the show and if they're herald it costs zero points so you're looking at potential a Herald Superman, a Herald Hal Jordan, giving prob, giving stealth, or whatever else the other avatars give. So keep that in mind. Now let's go to the deceased figures. Um, I honestly don't know how good these deceased figures are going to be. Which is a shame, because they're kind of neat. Like deceased, when he would first, uh, they all have this trait, first time they would be KO'd, you turn them to click 9, and then when they t take damage from effect, they only take one unavoidable. And then at the end of the turn, they deal they take one unavoidable. 
So it's really just about how good is their top click or their first click because you don't need to look at their KO dialed yet. You just don't. Uh, arguably, most can just get through that KO dial, but their little zombie I'm back dial. So they are hard to kill, so maybe on a don't die, don't die team they're better. But looking at Batman, he is okay. He can kind of get through... Like, if they have blue standard powers, modify attack and damage plus one at 75. Superman is the same for brown standard powers, but this is only at 75 points. Like, if you look at their dials and you see those clicks 9, 10, and 12, most of these you're like, wow, that's cool. Wow, that's neat. But you have to get there. Is their dial good enough without it? Like, Superman... Decent first click. Hypersonic plays Superman adjacent to opposing character within range of line of fire that moves since your last turn. That's pretty good. But he's only a 10 for 3 at 60 points. Like, that's not good. Now, does he get great when he dies? Sure. He gets Pulse Wave when he uses it. Range 8 instead of 4. Deals is printed, which is 2, but goes up to 3, then 4. And if you do, he gets KO'd. Okay. So, like, a Superman bomb. Great. The Joker, or I skipped Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman charge piece, isn't that great? She does have charge flurry when she dies, and she comes back. The Joker is okay. Once per turn, when adjacent friendly character, characters move or place, after resolutions place Joker adjacent, that's great if they gave him a poison that he could use after using that. Like, give me that, and this is great, but it's not. So... I am wishy-washy on some of this. Uh, Hawkman is okay. He gives friendly JLA characters JSA. Which is like Batman enemy where you can replace... Or not Batman enemy. Uh, it's like defenders. You replace their defense. Which he has an 18. So like you could build around that potentially with someone with a higher defense and make them harder to hit. I think out of these six five DC's chases... It's hard to be excited. Sure, a modern team could see play. Sure. I think it would have to it would require a lot of team building and a lot of understanding of these pieces. At first glance, they are not that great. But I 100 percent could be wrong. Uh, there could be something to them that is better. Something that enables them to be better. But right now, meh. The Ultra Chase. Now, Ultra Chase is going to be meta. It's a shame, because we keep getting these Ultra Chases that are really meta. It's going to be meta, because there are ways to get Zod, Urza, Non onto the field. Turn 2 or 3, if you have Dark Phoenix and, you know, uh, the Prime Hulk, and you just go to town destroying things. Absolutely. But when they get on the team, when they get on the map, I mean, that's a good dial for 70, but it's not an amazing dial that just, like, destroys everything. Now, yes, you can put him on any map edge. So, turn two, you could be in a square that's, like, in your opponent's starting zone. 100%. And they're not super easy to kill because they have two stop clicks. Sure. I don't know. They're not just a plug and play. They're not just a piece. They're not like a Mephisto or the Masters of Evil. 
where you just plop them down and they're great. I think you'd have to have a nuanced team that really works with it well. I think maybe the Dark Phoenix Hulk team is the one, only one that could really enable it. Um, unless you have something else that's just really good at removing terrain markers. Because playing a team that's only 230 points for like three turns, four turns, is risky. Is risky in this meta to, to allow that. But maybe not this new meta. We'll have to see. Either way, the Ultra Chase is does have modern potential. So just keep that in mind. Poison Ivy, the play at home kit, number 99. It fails to be as good as her rare. So you probably pass in the Poison Ivy. The Riddler, on the other hand, is interesting. Uh, the Riddler puts out a mystery card that you give to your opponent. And it says, when a friendly character with a li listed keyword, it says, Clue Effect Gotham Knights, that the keyword's Batman Family Detective. You would never actually play this, like, on your team. Suspect zero, so you don't have any clue tokens. When a friendly character uses that whip, perplex, or prob, roll a d6, one through three, give that character an action token. That's cool. Map-wide, you're just giving your character... Giving them an action token anytime they perplex. There's a lot of perplex out there. When you got a three, when you uh, when you've gotten up to three clue tokens, which you get them if a Batman family or detective attacks or is attacked when occupying hindering terrain. That is interesting. Now that I think about it, like if you don't have Batman family or detective. You can't get out of this mystery card. You're not going to gain clue tokens. So you're stuck with the, anytime you use that with Perplex or Prob, you're, you're going to get an action token on a one through three. That's interesting. That might make him a little bit better. At 40 points, though, the problem is, is he doesn't do anything outside of that. Um, now, they do... It does say if you give them the mystery card, the opponent may choose a character to gain detective. So they could have someone. So there is a way to get through it, but it's not exactly easy. The problem with, like I said, with Riddler, you want to like it. It's kind of neat, but he doesn't do anything else. That's the problem. He has to do something else, and he doesn't. So probably not good. Um... Very meme-worthy, we're getting into the legacy, so let's blow through some of these legacy because there's quite a few. Calendar Man, sure, I'll say it's meta potential because it's funny, someone might do it. The whole, like, even number days, you could choose a standard power, odd number days, whatever, like, that's cool. I'm gonna say he's got potential because he is neat and someone is absolutely gonna try him. Because if I'm playing a Gotham City Underworld team, I would probably note what day I'm playing on, and yeah, sure, why not? Like. He could be potential. Yeah. Deathstroke is a cool way they continued the assassin trait on just some older pieces. This, this Deathstroke's not bad. Because he has charge sidestep. You probably play him at 40. Yeah, 40. Because he does have traded charge sidestep. And then he can have ranged combat expert or combat reflect, uh, close combat expert and their respective defensive powers as a free action you choose one of those he has the target he has that blades claws precision strike when an opposing character moves through one or more adjacent squares to deathstroke after resolutions you may roll d6 deal that character damage equal to the result that's huge um 
That means they have to basically target Deathstroke. Unfortunately, he's kind of easy to kill. Uh, he's not exactly like Mr. Unkillable, uh, so maybe 40 isn't the play, but it is something to note. Lysa Drac, or Lisa Drac, Black Lantern Core, always going to have potential because she can make grave markers. If they use Outwit Steel Energy or Regen, she generates one in their square. Cool. Perplexed, but the modified combat values negatively when she uses a target character can't heal. It's good for mirror matches. 45 points. Barrier. Uh, opposing characters occupying or adjacent to any friendly grave marker modify their combat values minus one when attacked or attacked by characters with Black Lantern keyword, uh, Corpse keyword. She's good. Definitely probably want to have her for a Black Lantern team. Ultraman. Not great. Don't worry about Ultraman. Don't worry about Owlman. He also isn't great. Superwoman is not good either a lot of you know you kind of got some of these crime syndicate ones that are very very meh doesn't really do enough same with killer moth not good even at 35 points that's a decent dial for 35 but the nine attack is a no hush hush might be a little bit different um 60 points precision strike regen support he's gotham city underworlds would he work on a gotham city underworld is what i'm looking at when he uses either regen or support at a resolution to move him up to the d6 result cool mastermind free choose another friendly character within range of line of five that shows the keyword the hush place the chosen character into a score adjacent to hush he has a five range cool shape change other friendly characters within range that share a keyword with hush have safeguard outwit that is the reason you might play Hush, is to give your Poison Ivy, give your other Gotham City Underworld team Safeguard Outwit. 60 point is a little steep, but you got to keep in mind he's your support piece as well, and he could kind of help manipulate, like, move your team a little bit with, like, a arguably better, like, arguably better than a TK, right? Choose another friendly character within range and line of fire, so five squares away. That shares a keyword with Hush. Place the chosen character in a square adjacent. So it could be on the other side of him. So you can move your character, what, seven squares away? You have to move Hush out there, but it's a free to do that. So Hush is probably on my list of potentials for Gotham City Underworld to enable some things. Not amazing, but potentially for modern. And once again, legacies cannot be played on Pulp. If you're curious, they just can't. Unfortunate, because Hush is was a rare so it would have been great if he could have been played johnny quick no don't worry about johnny quick he's a speedster that want want to be speedster dark side yeah potentially there i started looking at dark side the other night i'm debating on where he's playable 175 maybe 125 maybe the fact that he can reduce penetrating is great uh the whole being able to mind control for free if they have an anti-life token is great as well I will say, being in a world without Scarlet Witch makes Darkseid more potential, obviously. Um, get one. He's definitely going to have modern potential. I just don't know how much yet. It really depends on the team built around him. Queen of Fables is another Gotham City Underworld. I don't know if she has the same capabilities as Hush. Um, like, she could, she has Energy Explosion, Pensai, only at 100 points. I don't think you ever play her at that. When she starts the game, she could choose Outwit or Prob, and if you were second player, she gets both. So she could potentially have Perplex, Outwit, and Prob. But at 60 points, 
that's kind of it. That's all she really does, and I, I don't like it, so probably no for that. Phantasm gets the target trait, which is great. Smoke Cloud is free. Free, occupies hindering terrain, make an attack. So he can, you know, Phantasm can get over there and do a free attack. Because you could get over there and smoke for free and then make the free attack. But it's only a 10 attack. Um, so maybe with Assassin, maybe with the target. I'm not quite sure, to be honest. Man Bat is neat. Steel energy, he can heal. Cool. But probably not enough to be good. Uh, Mazaz. You know, when I saw Mazaz, it's probably not, man. It, it's not really that great. Cheshire, another target. She can deal two damage with poison. When Cheshire damages an opposing character until your next turn, they can't reduce damage. That's kind of pointless if you're playing Talon, who says they can't use damage powers anyway. So probably not. And then we got Brimstone. And let's let's round off this review with Brimstone. Once again, I, I said this is going to be a mega episode. So Brimstone's got 290, 175, 90, 50, and 15. So he does have his Colossal Retail. It is a power action. If no other characters have been placed this turn, choose an opposing character that damaged a friendly character since your last turn. Place Brimstone such that he can make a close attack, targeting the chosen character along a direct line of fire. Then do so, also targeting every other opposing character along that direct line between Brimstone and the chosen character. Instead of normal damage, roll a d6 and deal that much damage to each hit character. So that means you could hit maybe three, because he's colossal, giant rage three. Um, he doesn't have the thing where he can't, you know, attack tiny people, because it's not a free action anymore, it's a power action. He deals penetrating damage, period. At the end of your turn, deal one damage to all opposing characters with a number of scores equal to Brimstone's printed damage value, which is two. But if you play him at a higher point value, it's more. Though he only has that at his top click for, like, a significant amount of damage. Like, a range. He could get to 5 and 4 on on his 175 or 90, but that's on, like, 3 clicks down. He also has a special attack power when he attacks. Opposing characters can't use super sensors or positively modify their combat values. So, he's probably realistically only seeing play at 15... Maybe 50, I, I'm wrong. He does have that ability at 50. He has Colossal Retail, his whole dial. So 50 might be the answer. Uh, because... Actually, this might be written wrong. Because this does have he has a special movement power. And the Colossal Retail is showing as a trait. I bet you it is actually his movement power. If he had Colossal Retail, his whole dial, that would be nuts. Um, so maybe at 50 points he's playable, maybe. I doubt you reach all the way for 290, because that's just... I mean, sure, uh, a 10 range running shot is great, you know, 4 movement, 6 range. He deals penetrating damage, cool, but probably not. He's still meta enough to be on a 15 point, at 15 point, but... Uh, he, he will deal a lot of damage, but he's also easy to take out. Very much like the other Carnage. these uh, The other retail that we have in Modern. So, yeah. You know, he's okay. So to round out this episode, uh, that once again, thanks for listening to the episode. This was going to be a beefy set review. 
I'm doing another one on click stuff where we'll probably go into a little bit more detail and you'll hear more opinions than just my own. If this episode was too long for you, which I guess at this point you've listened to the whole thing or skipped to the end, uh, I am also doing some shorts on YouTube and pr maybe put them on Instagram and TikTok at some point, which I'm calling One Minute Modern, which I will do a one minute review uh, covering the set going by rarity. So I've already recorded the commons and doing just a quick one minute review on yay or nay on the figure in general. And I will be doing that for the rest of the set and I'm hoping I could do that going forward on each set just doing a one minute modern of talking about is this character modern or not, good for the meta or not. But regardless, thanks for sticking around for this long episode. Notorious overall, I think it's a pretty good grade in my book. Super rares are kind of okay, but there's a lot of potential coming out of here, especially in a meta that is now suddenly very thin, very small. This set has a lot of potential. But hey, we can't get too complacent. Right around the corner, Wheels of Vengeance is coming out. So we have to get prepared for that. So um, once again, thank you family for listening. This is WizDad. Uh, you guys have a great day, great weekend, and I will see you guys on Monday. See ya.